0: What's going on, everybody? Happy Sunday, happy Sunday, everyone. I hope everyone had an amazing weekend. Uh, for those that are tuning in live, uh, Clever Summit was this weekend. Uh, my partner Pace Morby and the co-host of Sunday Service uh, was out there speaking. Crushed it Friday and Saturday. Um, those of you that were able to make it sounded like it was an amazing and amazing time. So. Um, I am super happy to be here tonight. Uh, For those of you that do not know who I am, uh, my name is Cody Barton. Myself and my partner Pace Morby do Sunday service every Sunday, 7 p.m. Arizona time. Um, For those that may be tuning in for the first time, uh, Sunday service is sponsored by BatchLeads.io. Um, so if you have never gotten started with batch leads and you want to try it out, um, you can go to batchleadsio forward slash pace or not pace. I'm sorry, batchleadsio forward slash Sunday. Can you tell it has been a long weekend for me as well? Um, so I just posted that in there. You can get 5,000 free records on that link. Uh, so just had to mention that, um, for those of you that may be tuning in for the first time, uh, Sunday service, the the whole goal around what we're doing with Sunday service is to continuously be able to be bringing value to individuals that, you know, are business owners that are, that are real estate investors, aspiring real estate investors. And our goal is to continuously bring that value that, uh, myself and, and Pace wish that we had when we had first started in the business. You know, we, we had a lot of pitfalls that we went through, um, when we were getting our businesses started and, you know, it, it's hard, you know, for those of you that are that are listening in, you know, this this business is challenging, you know, and and uh, I, I want to I just want to mention that. So if you're taking action, you're getting out there, you're doing the work, you're you know, you're you're understanding the market that you're doing business and um, and you're and you're just working to get that first deal or that next deal. You know, I just have to say this, you know, guys, it is worth it. Um, it is worth it to continually pursue um, whatever challenge, you know, that deal falling out, title, you know, coming back messed up and your deal falls out. Um, you know the the seller backs out, your buyer backs out, you know all of those things that that happen. You know, I just want to reassure you that, guys, you know it is worth it. um your your dreams really can come true through real estate investing. You know whether you're wholesaling, fix and flipping, buying Airbnbs, buying long-term rentals. This is truly the game. Uh, real estate is not a get-rich quick, but it's a get-rich for sure. So that's that's really, you know, I want to reiterate that. You know, for I know there's somebody on here that you know may have been feeling discouraged and um, that's listening in right now. So just want to say continue pushing. Um, I am going to be opening up this call to be talking, uh, or this, this live, this podcast to be talking, uh, doing some Q and a, um, but I'm also going to share, uh, share with you guys some of the stuff that I learned. Um, I, for those of you that maybe were at the clever summit, I was not, um, in attendance this weekend. Um, I paid a bunch of money to be at another mastermind that I was at Thursday through Saturday. So unfortunately, I wasn't able to be there. I had so much FOMO watching the Instagram stories and you know people tagging me and and uh, you know seeing pictures from the event, the videos and everything. Um, so I, I definitely had some FOMO FOMO there uh, myself, um, and for the, and those that hadn't uh, attended either. So um, you know, t- so we're going to be doing some Q and um, I am going to share. Some takeaways that I had <clears throat> from the uh, the mastermind that I did attend at the end of last week. Uh, some of the things that I think you know may be valuable for for those of you on here. Um, I spent uh, a lot of money, um, you know, over five figure investment to be at that event, um, and so I'm going to share just some of the nuggets that I took away. You know, like Sunday service, it's always free, um, and we're ha- happy to share. So. I'm um, curious to see, you know, where is everybody tuning in from? Looks like we um, have, you know, a few hundred people on this Sunday evening. Ronnie says, AZ in the building. David says, soaking up the knowledge. Let's see, Darnisha says, I love you guys. My partners were at the Clever Summit. I'm new to the business, been in the industry for one month, and now I'm closing on my second deal tomorrow. That is awesome. I'm so happy to hear that. Uh, I'm curious, you know, if if you've just got your, you know, you've got your first deal under your belt, Um, you know, I'm curious if you, you know, post in the comments deal. I'd be curious to see who's all gotten their first deal. Looks like we have a lot of people tuning in from all over. We got DC, we got David from Tucson, Theodore from Illinois, Danny from California, Nick from Cali, Vancouver, Canada, Atlanta, Fort Wayne, Iowa. So a lot of people all over the place. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Awesome. So, um I'm going to go ahead and and dive right in. Um Pace is traveling back to Arizona, so um that is why you don't see him on here. He he was speaking this weekend and running around um all all weekend. So, um Let's let's go ahead and dive in, guys. And then uh, for those that have just hopped on, we've added about you know another eighty or so people um, since we just started. Um, we are going to be doing q and A. Q&A. Um, happy to talk about any systems questions, uh, you know, marketing questions, operational questions, things like that. Happy to help. Anything, anything real estate related. Happy to talk about it tonight, guys. So, um, I was at a Mastermind it actually started Wednesday night and I was there until Saturday and it was a phenomenal event. And even before I get into it, for, for those that have never attended um, you know, a mastermind or, or anything that you've, you know, I guess paid money to attend or invested um, to, to be able to grow your mind. I, I really want to encourage you, you know, if you have the resources available to, be looking at if you want to go to the next level, paying for masterminds, paying for events are the cheat code to being able to go to that next level in life. I spend you know upwards of close to $100,000 a year on going to events and different masterminds because it helps me grow my mind. And the best investment that you're able to invest in is always going to be yourself because you get an unlimited return on what you add in knowledge in your head that you're then able to go and take action on. You could always take that knowledge with you. Um, and so essentially, you know, the best way that I could describe a mastermind or, or going to an, you know any sort of, uh, no, I wouldn't say any, but any high level event is like when you're at the airport and you're going down to your gate. And I know like at the Phoenix Sky Harbor Airport here, you know, once I get through security, there's there's where you can just walk all the way down the terminal and just walk all on your own. And then you have to the side, you have kind of like the the uh, the escalator that kind of helps push you along a little bit faster. And if you're walking that same speed on that escalator next to a person that's just walking all on their own to the side of the escalator you're going to be going faster than them even though that you're putting in the same amount of effort you're exerting the same amount of physical effort as the person that's just walking and doing it all on their own next to you you're getting further faster and so that's what i really want to equate the um the benefit to going to events like the clever summit to going to um you know paid masterminds to to these different conferences um Oh, someone just asked a great question. Are they tax deductible? Yeah, they're when you're investing in, into those uh, into courses, masterminds, events. Yes, they're they're definitely tax deductible. Um, you're you're growing yourself. You're investing in your business for sure. Let's see. I saw a couple of questions here. That popped up. Uh, is Pace going to take this on the summit and make it a sub two summit since Cody Sperber isn't continuing? No. Um, Pace and I don't really have a desire to run big events like that. Maybe someday, but we just, we just like doing our actual businesses. Um, that's, that's a lot of work putting those types of events together. Carlos says, Could you name one thing that you took from the mastermind that you didn't already know? Oh my gosh. Yes. Man. So there is a lot of different things that, um, that I was able to take from that, that mastermind. And so, um, just for some context, you know, where Pace and I own multiple businesses now, it's not just our real estate company. Um, business starts to become more advanced and you have to start focusing on, you know, some of the other things that aren't just, okay, how many leads did I, you know, what did I spend? How many leads did I get? How many leads, you know, turned into how many contracts, how many contracts turned into closed contracts and how much revenue did that generate? Obviously, you know, understanding your KPIs or your key performance indicators that create data for you. As you start scaling a business, a lot of it starts to become around leadership and leadership development. And so um, we have a lot of people that work for us now um, and, you know, between a few different companies. And so um, it's there's a few just simple nuggets that I got, but were just profound for me. And one of those nuggets was um, the, the individual that was at this at, at this event. He was telling me he's like, Cody, because um, I asked him, I'm like, hey, what are what are the things that because uh, Pace and I between our companies, you know, our, our companies are doing over eight figures a year. And so I was asking I'm like, hey, you know, his name is Cameron. I'm like, Cameron, like, what are the things that what are the questions that. I'm not asking, or that people don't commonly ask that end up being a challenge for them as they're growing and scaling companies, you know, to, to multiple eight figures. And just a quick note: one of the best questions that you can ask someone if you're talking to a mentor is this: Hey, Mr. or Mrs. Mentor, Miss Mentor, what is the question that I'm not asking? that with your experience and knowledge, I should be asking to be able to get closer to the goal of what I'm trying to achieve. And the reason that I like asking questions like that is because there's information that my brain just does not have that the individual that I paid to be at this event, he's sold multiple companies for over $100 million. So my brain just can't even my brain doesn't even fathom the type of information that somebody that has done that because I have not done that yet. And so I need to ask great questions so I can get great answers. And by asking people that are more successful than you great questions, that you don't ask a specific well, how many calls should I make or how many of this should I do? But asking a little bit more open ended questions, you're gonna get better answers because they're gonna draw from the the really strong knowledge that they have and give you great insight. So so I asked Cameron, I said, hey Cameron, what what is the question that I'm not asking or maybe other people aren't here asking that are going to be, you know, maybe bottlenecks or challenges that I may be totally blind to as I you know continue helping us scale our companies to multiple eight figures. And so Cameron says he's like that's a great question. So one of one of the biggest things that I see when people are trying to grow and scale a company is they have the lead they have the team that they have right now that say you're you know you get to a million dollars a year or say you're you know at a couple hundred grand a year and you're at a couple hundred grand a year in revenue, the team that you have helping you achieve a couple hundred grand a year in revenue is going to have to change when you get to a million a year in revenue. And it's going to have to change when you get to 5 million a year and 10 million a year and 15 and 20 plus million a year in revenue. And the reason being is that the, problems the challenges the things that have to happen in a company that's doing now that amount of revenue there's going to be more employees there's going to be more detailed onboardings and trainings and systems and documentation and hr and finance and cross team and department collaboration and uh you know just company vision and process you know coordination and tracking and goal setting and planning it's going, the people that are involved in that organization will plateau your business if you do not level them up. So investing in the team that you have. And my follow-up question to that was, I I had some fear. I I was like, dang. So what you're saying is I'm going to have to fire the people that are working for me now when we grow. And he's like, no, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, the people working with you now have to grow. If the people don't change, then you're going to have to change the people. If the people are operating the same when you were at 500 grand a year in revenue is now when you're operating at 5 million a year in revenue, the people have to change. So if they don't change, you got to change the people. And so that was just like this and it seems like such a simple thing but it kind of just you know cracked open this this thought for myself because when i look at the different companies that you know pace and i are growing and the teams that we're building we have to really focus in on investing more in the people that we have and so bringing this you know full circle to you know everyone watching it, like somebody might be watching and be like dude like i haven't even got my first deal you're talking about scaling 5 million 10 million 15 i get it i'm trying to give some some perspective as you start growing. And for those of you that are doing deals, like you have to, you have to help your people grow. And that means you as well. That's why I'm at masterminds. That's why I'm reading. I read an entire book today. I started and finished an entire book today. I read for four hours today. I have to do that. It's not a choice when you want to be more successful, whether you can take in less information or more information. It's, a must. You have to be able to grow because if my mind isn't expanding, the Cody that can help run our companies and you know, 10, 12, 14 million a year can't handle a 20, 25, $30 million a year business at my current level. So what do I have to do? I have to go to masterminds. I have to find mentors. I have to go and invest in myself so that I can improve the thoughts that are going on in my mind and become a better decision maker and a better leader and a better person overall that can handle the new decisions and handle the new problems that are coming up as the companies that we have grow. And so thinking about that for yourself is... And I know there's a lot of people that you know just can't, went to the Clever Summit, and for those that are listening to the recording, you know maybe you've already been to some you know, masterminds or events and in, in, uh, different uh, courses or whatnot. But the learning doesn't end. The learning, I guess, can end if you hit your target and you never want to grow again. Like if you get to 100 grand a month in revenue or 20 grand a month in revenue, and you're like, "I'm done. This was my goal. This was my dream. I don't need to grow anymore. And this is where I'm going to stay." then yes, you can stay at that level. But if you're going to continue rising up here, what's going on in your head is what has to change. And a a mentor of mine told me, I I was 17 years old, he said, Cody, income seldom exceeds the level of a person's personal development level. And unpacking that, what does that mean? Your income typically will not exceed the level of what your mental capacity can handle. Do you ever wonder why there's people that can make a 100 grand a year and are okay with that? you ever wonder why there's people that make 200 grand a year, 500 grand a year, a million a year, 5 million a year, 10 million a year? And why is it that they make different amounts of money? And whether they keep it or not, it's another story. But it's because of what's going on in their head is what allows you to be able to do those things. So, you know, bringing it back, if you're not where you want to be financially, typically it's something that's going on in your head that's causing you to not be able to break back, break through to that next barrier. And that could be in the form of you don't have the right information. So, You need to, information changes situations. So if you take the information, obviously you got to go take action on it. I'm a big believer in taking action once you get new information. And part of this, me talking to you guys about this is helping it instill in my head even more because I just was at this event and getting that feedback on growing and developing my leaders. So literally over the weekend, I already put in place a plan to invest a lot of money into our leadership within our companies to help them go to that next level so that all, you know, a rising tide raises all ships. So the rising tide of leadership is going to grow all of the companies that we own. And so that's that's what, um, that was a really big thing and in, in, in a lot of the event that I was at was around, you know, marketing, but, you know, leadership development and growing the people, you know, within our organization. So um, I know I went on a little bit of a, a tangent on that, But I really, I hope that was able to hit home. Um, I am going to, again, for those that just hopped on, I'm going to uh, do some, you know, question and answers. Anything, leadership, anything, obviously, um, you know, marketing, lead gen, um, happy to answer this question. So I'm going to go check out some of those questions here. And as you guys are on here, if you're not already a part of the creative finance with Pace Morby Facebook group, you got to get involved in a community because information change situations. Community is what allows you to continue on that pursuit, finding other people that are crazy enough, like yourself, like myself to pursue all of our dreams And, you know, in that creative finance with Pace Morby Facebook group, you could find a lot of great people in there to be able to squat up with, do deals with, network with, find people in your local market and really be able to help each other. All right. Let's, let's take a look at some of these questions here, guys. All right. Uh, David said, yeah, David says people have to change their mindset. Yep. I mean, that's, that's key. You have to you have to be able to do that. Um, Bernice says, "Bravo!" I fall asleep reading. So for those of you that have a hard time reading, get stuff in audio. Get stuff in you know in an audible book. That's going to be able to help uh, help you get through that content. Like if you're driving to work and home from work every day, or you're driving to the gym, you're driving to you know wherever during the day, change it. Instead of listening to music in your car, listen to an audio book you can get through books even faster if you're doing that because you're already in the car you got to be listening to something okay ooh so isaac says what is your biggest smart goal and what are you looking at to track your progress towards it so we have companies for di- each of our com- or we have different goals for each of our companies so, it's challenging to say what our biggest one is because we have different ones based on the company and the leadership team and the management team that's within that business. Um, but how we track it is if you guys aren't familiar with the book uh, called Traction, um, you can go on Amazon, literally type in Traction. It's by Gino Wickman. Um, we run our company operating system off of that um, for our different companies. And essentially, what we do is we set quarterly rocks. So we'll be looking at them on a weekly basis and seeing, you know, are we on track? Are we off track? What do we need to adjust, identify the issue, discuss and solve the issue to help us get on track. But on, that's on a weekly basis. Isaac, we look at our goals on a quarterly basis as well, more in depth and seeing what things we may need to adjust based on, are we on target or we off target? Um, <clears throat> so hopefully that helps. Denise, Um, says I wish I had a mentor at 17 would, would have saved me over 40 K in student loans. Yeah. So I, I didn't go, uh, I didn't go to college. So my ment my mentorship was, I joined a network marketing company when I was 17 and I, um, was, I had the privilege of working really hard and I recruited a lot of people to that company and got the attraction of, people that were in that same business that were making millions a year and that were a lot older than me. And that kind of took me under their wing and really educated me on a lot of these life principles. Um, if, Oh, next comment here by Brian Woods, Jim Rohn. If you guys check out one of the best speakers ever on just personal growth, um, you can go on YouTube. It's all free content. Type in Jim Rohn on YouTube. One of my favorites for sure. Let's see. Other questions we got here. Ooh, this is a good one. So Matt Phillips says, information doesn't make you intelligent. Action with information does. Yeah, I mean, you can have all the information in the world, but it's like, what are you doing with that? That's, you you gotta, you gotta take it and then go and take action on it. A lot of people saying I use Audible. Yeah, Audible's great. Brian says, I told myself I'm going to sell my latest flip and join sub two. I believe in the model. Yeah, creative finance, I think, in general, too, is going to continue to get better and better and better. Um, because if anyone's paying attention to, I'm, I'm watching this. Um, I, I'm, I pay attention to it every day of what interest rates are doing. And as interest rates are continuing to creep up, it's like we're not burring anymore. We're not following the burr strategy, which for those that are like, what the heck is the burr strategy? That's when we're purchasing a property with cash or or with private money or hard money, but we're purchasing a property, we renovate it, we p- get a renter into the property, then we go and refinance it with a you know a long-term loan um, and then you repeat the process. And so we've been doing that the last couple of years, but now with interest rates rising, we're going to finish out the last couple projects that we have as far as, um, rentals that we're going to be holding. And we're going to be doing the, the burst strategy on those last couple. And then we're going to be really focusing on just acquiring creative finance deals because with seller finance, you get to negotiate the rate with sub twos. You're taking over typically better rates than you're going to get When you're doing the, uh, the Burr model in this loan environment right now, it was a great model for us the last couple of years, but it's starting to not become as much. Sadie says 95% of the time when I'm in the car, I listen to something educational. I mean, that's, it's, it's a cheat code when you're, when you're out and, uh, just driving around helps you. You're just going to learn so much. Wow. This is a tough one. So Blake says, who's your favorite leader or what's your favorite leadership philosophy and why? Um, I'm not going to get super religious on it, but a lot of the, a lot of all of our favorite leaders came from lessons in the Bible. Um, there's a lot of great lessons that you can learn from in the Bible. So, um, I'm going to say most stuff comes from there. Um, but you know, right off the top, some of the people that I, I love learning from Jim Rohn, um, is definitely one of them. Uh, another individual named Mike McAllowitz. His stuff is all around, you know, systemizing your businesses, automating your businesses, you know, being a great marketer for your company, building a great company. Um, those are some of my, uh, those are just a couple of my favorites that I like to plug into on a, on a regular basis. All right, let's see what other questions we got here. Um, someone said, was that Traction by Gino Wickman? That is correct. That, that is the one. So next level, um, Brian's saying you guys are on next level with accelerated depreciation. I'm not going to go too far into what accelerated depreciation means. You can go over to Pace's YouTube channel um, and search that on the videos he's put out. I don't think I've put out any videos on that on my channel yet, um, but you can find out more about how you can pay less in taxes legally purchasing real estate. Um, we have some content with the uh, CPAs that we use as well. Um, Justin says, Cody, do you know any developers around Atlanta? So here's what I would do uh, for those of you that um, are trying to find contacts in different markets. um, uh, Just a little hack that I would do to find people that I need in different markets is literally just go on Facebook and type in real estate investor and then type in the city or the state. And there's usually 10, 15, 20, 25 different Facebook groups, depending on how big the city or the or the state you know is um, that you're posting that in. And you could find a lot of people in those groups. And I would just be going in those groups. And based on what you're trying to accomplish, Justin, going into a group saying... Hey, my name's Justin. Um, I'm looking for uh, to network with real estate developers in this area. Do you or anybody that you know have contact with them? I'm trying to establish a relationship for x, y, or Z reason, and that's that's how I would go about finding it. Um, you could find a lot through Facebook groups. Nancy says, I learned this business through the Burr model. I do agree creative financing will be the future with increasing rates. Yeah, so, Real estate's cyclical. And so what people have to understand is this market is going to be going up, it's going to go down, it's going to go up, it's going to go down. And that's the same for interest rates. Interest rates will go up, they go down, they flatten out, they go up, they go down, they flatten out. That's going to be something that's always going to ebb and flow. And so as a real estate investor, as a professional, it's our jobs to stay up to date on what's going on in the market. The market nationally obviously is somewhat important, but the market and the city or state that you're doing business in is more important to uh, to know what's happening, so that you could be using the best strategy. You know, it's like using creative financing, like subject to purchasing or seller financing, or doing the BRRRR strategy, or fix and flips, or notes or wraps, or all these different strategies. They're all great, and it's kind of just like you know having the right tool. It's like you have your tool belt on. Like if I if I have a screw I need to screw into the wall, I'm not going to pull out a hammer and just like, you know, bang bang the screw into the wall with a hammer. You know, same as if I if I have a nail, I'm not going to pull out my screwdriver and try to screw a nail into the wall. I'm going to take the hammer. So, as real estate investors, as professionals which we all are, even if you haven't done a deal, view viewing yourself as a professional because the goal if you're getting into real estate isn't to do one deal i hope it's to become a real estate professional where you do deals consistently you do good business with the sellers you do business with you do good business with the people you sell your deals to rent your deals to you know put out your airbnbs to you know that that's kind of the mindset that we have to take and as the market shifts goes up goes down goes sideways you have to just see what tool you have in your tool belt to be able to go and take action with Hmm. Oh, this is a good one. Brian says, Cody, you got the best lesson by taking initiative. You sought out pace, offered him something just to learn. The key was brought him value first. If you want to entice a mentor, bring free value. That is probably some of the best advice that I could see and is bringing free value to a mentor. What do you have a value that you could bring to someone? That's what you have to start thinking. Even if you're newer. Your value can be your hustle or your money. You either can put in sweat equity or you could put in real equity. You could bring money to the table on something, right? So identifying what value you have to bring to somebody, whether it's your knowledge, specialized knowledge, whether it's your your finances, whether it's your your, your hustle. You're like, yo, I'm broke. I don't know anything about this business, but I'll tell you this, I'll go out and knock doors until my knuckles bleed if you help, if you, if any leads that I get, you help me turn into a deal. Anybody can do that. Anybody could do that. You, you'll, I'll cold call until my voice, you know, goes. And if I get a lead and I bring it to you, you help me turn it into a deal and teach me through that process. Anybody can do that. Anybody can. But a lot of people want something for free and they, you know, I'm going to give you guys some tips on, you know, just a couple quick tips on approaching a mentor. One, don't ever say, I want to pick your brain. People don't want to hear that. I don't, you want to pick my brain? Please, please come and just take and extract value from me and give me nothing in exchange for that. Yes, we do this on the podcast because we're able to do one to many, we're able to help a lot of people. in in a, in a group setting and people are able to listen to this recorded. And and over time, people are able to continuously get value from it. That's why we do this podcast. Um, Don't approach mentors saying, I want to pick your brain. They don't want to go to lunch with you. Somebody that can, uh, somebody that's a a successful real estate investor can buy their own $20 lunch. Don't say, Hey bro, or Hey miss, I'll, I'll take you to lunch. I'll pay for your lunch or I'll buy you coffee. They can buy their own damn coffee. They can buy their own lunch. They don't care. The value you can bring is your hustle. The value you can bring is, hey, I'm a private lender. I could fund a deal for you. Hey, I'm broke, but I'm a hard worker. I'll get on the phone and call people. I, I, I'll go out and knock doors. What do you need in your business that I can just go and just freaking hustle and, and hit the pavement and go take action on? <laughs> Those are things that you can go and approach people with because people don't want to get their brains picked. People don't want your free lunch. They don't want your free coffee. They can buy their own coffee and lunch, but they do want deals. I want deals. If somebody brings me a deal, I'm happy to have you know uh, meet up with them after we buy a deal from them and help them with their business because they brought me value. And I'm happy to exchange that value in this form of paying them for the deal and helping them out. So I just want you guys to think about that as if if you are looking for a mentor or you're trying to to grow and you're really trying to reach out to people and you have to reach out to multiple people. Sometimes I reached out to a dozen people and paid money to some people that didn't teach me anything before me and Pace actually linked up and we got our business rolling together. Uh, Liam said, uh, how do you spell that Mike McCallowitz?" It's a book that I had recommended, um, type in profit first, um, Mike on, uh, on Amazon and his, one of his books will come up and then you can go see the suite of all the books that he's written on there. Let's see. Mike says, Cody, your YouTube channel is awesome. Lots of systems and process info. Show the steps of implementation. Appreciate it. Mike, thank you. I, I appreciate that, man. Um, I, you know, sometimes if I'm being honest, I'm just I'm recording videos every week and you know, I just put stuff out and I'm like, I hope that at least one person is able to watch that and goes and does something and it helps them to make their life better. That's that's my goal with the stuff that I'm putting out there. So I'm 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 happy to hear that. I always appreciate the good feedback. And if you're not subscribed to my channel, guys, um shame on you. Unless you don't want to learn anything about systems or operational type stuff or leadership stuff, then maybe that's not for you. <laughs> um, 92 Flower says, what did you read today? The book I read today, um, super, super interesting. I don't know how relevant it's going to be for everybody on here, but the book was called Silos, Politics and Turf Wars. And it's about destroying the barriers that turn colleagues into competitors by Patrick Lencioni, Silos, Politics and Turf Wars by Patrick Lencioni. Um, And that book's essentially just around because, again, I have a lot of people that work within our organizations and different companies and different lines of business. And uh, that book's really all around helping your team collaborate better and not create silos of like finance stays in finance, operations stays in operations, sales is in sales, marketing's and marketing and just these different silos within the company. And to bring more congruency of all of the lines and you know the different departments together that we could all move forward together. And that we're not all operating in different companies. It's hey, we're all growing together. We're trying to go to the next level together. So that, um, there's a lot of good lessons in that book on how to bring your team to be able to work better together and to not silo themselves of like, well, that's that department's fault. It's like, no, it's our fault together because we're all one company, right? So that, that was kind of the, the gist of that. Um, another tip, don't read just any book. Only read books that you need to help you go to the next level of your next challenge. I'm having a challenge with that within uh, companies that we have. So I got a suggestion of that book. um, And so I decided to read it. Um, If you, Whatever your next most uh, pressing challenge is in your business right now, that's the content that you should be reading. Don't just read to read. Read to be able to, I'm struggling with this. I'm gonna read a book about this. Then I'm gonna go and implement what I took from that. So now that this isn't a challenge anymore. And then I'm gonna move on to the next book that's gonna address my next thing that I'm struggling with. All right, let's see. Yeah, what other? Oh, people saying, Cody, your Instagram got hacked. I I don't, it, my Instagram wasn't hacked. It's just people are making a bunch of fake Instagrams. It's happening on Pace's feed and on my feed. So um, we'll never ask you for money. We're not going to say, you know, buy our crypto garbage or scamp. Literally, I just had someone message me right now and said... Is this you? No. Please report. If you will never receive a message from Pace or myself saying, hey, or just hello, and going into, what are you investing in? Are you investing in anything or crypto? We will never do that. So if it's not, if if it seems suspect, it is. You'll never receive that type of thing. Oh, Brian says Jim Rohn did say buy a rich person, a nice dinner, hundreds of dollars of value, bring significant value. Yeah. And again, I mean, I still wouldn't accept just going to, I, I don't care about that. If someone, I don't, I don't care about someone buying my dinner cause I could buy my dinner too. value exchange. Like I want value exchange in the thousands because I'm going to be exchanging thousands of dollars of value as well. Um, so just depending on who you're trying to link up with, right? Um, obviously if you're trying to get with Grant Cardone, it's like, that's going to be massive value that you need to exchange to get with them. So it's just looking at who is it, what caliber of person are you trying to, you know, gain value or mentorship from, and, you know, look at it from that perspective. Let's see. Ooh, I like this one. This is a good question. Um, Daisy says, Hi, Cody. We need to systemize and automate our business. Where should we start? What tools do you recommend? So uh, I'm going to give some feedback on this. Um, One is a business will never be automated. I think that people hear like Amazon automation or, you know, uh, trading Forex automation or like some this automation, that automation. Like no business is truly ever automated. But you can do things that can help you um, have certain tasks automated because we have we only have a couple assets that we can utilize in our business, right like we have people asset, the, the labor that works in our business. and we have technology asset. those are apps like Zapier. Um, those are systems and, and uh, you know CRMs that can act and help do and automate some tasks. Um, but there always are going to be the things like you can't automate leadership. Like leadership is one of those things that you have to always just be getting better at and helping your team get better at as well. Um, but here's where you can start. I wouldn't even recommend any tools, but here's a simple exercise you can do. So if you're taking notes, this is a note to take down. Look at in a given month and do and take some time to you know write this out in a month of your time. What are you doing over that month? What are all of the tasks that you're doing in your business? So let's say, for example, literally i I was just auditing i I was doing this uh, a couple weeks ago because I do this periodically every few months. When I start to feel overwhelmed, um I'll do this this exam uh, this you know little I guess uh, task, I guess uh, and and it's called eliminate, delegate or automate. So I went through and I wrote out in an entire month, what are all the things that Cody's doing in all of our businesses? And so I started writing them out. I'm like, okay, on a monthly basis, what am I doing? On a weekly basis, what am I doing? On a daily basis, what am I doing? And I did this for each of our businesses. So I'm like, in our fix and flip business, what am I doing monthly? What am I doing weekly? What am I doing daily? what are the things that um, have became, you know, challenges that I'm doing regularly for that business? Uh, then I look at what am I doing for our, our Airbnbs that we have? What 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 am I spending time on on those? What am I spending time on for our rental properties? What am I spending time on um, with that business? And so I literally, I filled up an entire page uh, in my notebook here of Everything that I could think of that I was doing on a daily weekly or monthly basis within um, our different companies and so then I started categorizing them and this is how you start to automate and systematize your business I categorized them by of the things in here that I'm doing what do I need to just eliminate what am I doing that's just a waste of time literally one of the things and Noah or Zach, if you're on here, which they manage our Airbnbs, I love you guys, but I'm no longer getting on our Airbnb meetings. It's a waste of my time and your guys' time for you know spending as much time with me on those that I am going to eliminate that from my plate. And I'm delegating that to our operations gal on our team, Molly. She could be on those because she should know what's going on with our Airbnbs and any challenges that we're having and anything that could be worked on to make, improve the experience or improve the properties or any problems or things that need to be fixed. I don't need to be on that. I shouldn't be spending my time on that. So, and it's not that it's not important but it's I need to clean things off my plate so I could focus on some other things that are going to help us go buy more Airbnbs so I could focus on things that are going to help us buy more real estate, right? So that list is what am I going to eliminate? What am I going to delegate? Who on your team can you delegate some tasks to? Maybe it's your husband or your wife that you know can do some tasks for you. Can you delegate some things off your plate? If you have any team members you can delegate to, obviously. Um if you don't already have and your business is is humming along, you know, you should definitely look at getting a virtual assistant. I just posted a link to startvirtual.com in the comments. Um, you know, if you're if you're doing a lot of tasks that are like $5, $10, $15 an hour tasks, those are things that you should be listing out and then passing over to a virtual assistant and having them take those tasks over. So you can take back and, you know, pay that $8 or $10 or $12 an hour to a virtual assistant. And so you can remove those five, 10, $15 an hour activities off of your plate. And then you can replace them with activities that are a hundred dollar, $200, $500 an hour activities and put those on your plate. So you can increase the the revenue per activity that you're doing. Um, And then automate. Why am I following up with this prospect in this way? Maybe we should set up a, an automation for this. Why am I like I'm going to I'm going to look on here. So like this is I'm going to just read you guys a couple stupid things like you might think like oh wow Cody's probably got this all figured out. I still get some stupid stuff on my plate that I'm like I literally wrote this and I'm like why am I doing this? I shouldn't be freaking dealing with this. Literally paying our office cleaner. I don't know uh, I literally have to communicate with her and then like, you know, send her the payment. And I'm like, why am I doing that every month? That should be, I should just pass that off and have that be paid from our bookkeeper because it's something that's done every month. Like I shouldn't even be, it shouldn't even be a thought in my brain that's being done. So that's one of the stupid things that, that was on my list here. Um, Let's see. Uh, Another thing, um, and I did mention it on this was I usually record YouTube videos every week. Um, and I adjusted where I'm like, I need to eliminate that. So I have less of that poll on my schedule and I should change it to twice a month so that I can capture some of that time back and then just have my team help prepare more videos for me to record, um, twice a month. So I'm not doing it every week. Um, and that's that's the way that you slowly delegate, you automate, you systematize your business is you look at what am I doing? How much dollar per hour is the task that I'm doing? And can I either eliminate it, can I delegate it, or can I automate it? And that's that's your task. You don't don't worry about the tools. The tools and everything else will figure itself out if you're doing that audit for yourself. So hopefully that was able to help. Mm-mm. Let's see what other questions you got. Tina says, what systems to implement as a starter in this business? So if I was getting started, it really depends on your budget. I mean, if you need, uh, if you have money to spend, I mean, I would definitely look at, you know, getting set up with batch leads. You know, you can get 5,000 free records at, you know, that batchleads.io forward slash Sunday. Um, pull some leads, either be texting them yourself call them yourself, or if you can afford it, hire a virtual assistant with startvirtual.com and you can have them, you know, help you generate some leads as well. But you don't, don't get too caught up in in the systems. Um, Fe says, starting an Airbnb, is it good to get a person to manage it or have someone else do it? if you want to manage it, you can, um, I don't want to do it. I just want to get a bunch of them and have somebody else manage them. I'm fine if they're making money on them too. I don't care. I just don't want to have more things on my plate. Again, you have to look at your time as like, what is my time worth? How much is an hour of my time worth? And if I'm not, um, you know, doing tasks that are that I need to eliminate them. And for, for us, us managing them, I don't. I don't think it's a good idea. Um, and you can go again into Facebook groups and find them. Noah Hoffman. Um, you could, you know, literally go in the Creative Finance with Pace Morby Facebook group. Type in, "Yo, I need Noah Hoffman to help me manage my Airbnbs. Where are you at, though?" And you'll have a bunch of people tag him, and you can get in a conversation with him, and he'll uh, get on the phone and see if it's a good fit for you guys. So that would be my my feedback on there. Um guys, I'll I'm gonna take just a you know maybe one or two questions before we wrap tonight. Oh Sharita says Book of Proverbs, awesome life lessons. Yep, lots of great lessons there. Annie says, love Patrick Lincioni, author and speaker. Yep, awesome stuff for sure. Brian says, systems is your jam. Yes, I, I think it's super fun. I, I think people get it twisted though. They're, they think systems as in like, I like technology. I like systems like operating systems. I don't like technology. That shit's confusing to me most of the time. Um, I, I can, I'm dangerous enough to work through different systems and understand how they work on the tech side. But my, my strength is definitely more in like operating systems and, and systems of doing things in a certain way. Mike, thank you. Said, start with Cody's channel. Always, you know, systems, business related topics on my channel all day. Oof. Good, good stuff. Guys, I will take one more question and then we will wrap up. See what we got here. Ooh, here we go. Uh, I'm just going to say the question, uh, Cody, what's the best way to find an integrator for your business, preferably a third partner. So when it comes to, uh, I mean, one, you know, think about like, if you really want to have a third partner, I would, I would say having two partners is ideal, but because just like how much revenue that you have to spend, um, for those that are asking, what's my channel literally go on YouTube type in my first and last name, Cody Barton, real estate, and you're going to find my channel. It'll be one, one of the first things that comes up on there. I am not the football player with the Seahawks or whatever the heck that other Cody Barton is. You'll see his channel too, but mine is the real estate business stuff. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, so um, as far as finding an integrator, um, you want to find, you know, uh, really utilizing Facebook groups and networking is going to be probably the the best way to find people and then date them like, yo, this is what we're doing in our business. We're looking for somebody that's detail oriented. We're looking for somebody that likes operating the systems, looking at data, looking at spreadsheets that likes, you know, seeing what's going on, um, you know, with the business and keeping things organized and humming. That's, you know, that that's like kind of the message I would be portraying out there. Um, I don't love having three partners in a real estate business. So it's just like, you just, unless you're, you have other companies too, like obviously, you know, those that saw uh pace, Matt and myself, you know, working together, you know, we, we definitely, you know, make it work because we have multiple other companies as well. But as your sole source of income, you know, it's like, you're cutting up the pie a lot of ways. Um, I would say, you know, ideally hiring somebody like you can hire a virtual assistant to do a lot of your administrative and systems related tasks, um, and, and really have them help you stay organized. So that's, that's what I would suggest before just giving away a third of your company to somebody. Um, but that's just my opinion on that. Oh, someone says second partner employee employee yeah and one is like i would look at seeing if you could have uh just a virtual assistant do the tasks that you're needing um if not and you need a little bit higher level than that um you can literally go on google type in operations coordinator job description and then once you have that job description pulled up you know, copy it. You'll It'll be from like Zip Recruiter, Indeed, different jobs. Pull that up and then, you know, add in anything else that you feel like would be important for that operations type of role that you need them to be able to do. Um, and then, you know, add in uh, real estate uh, operations coordinator and, t- and take some different things from a job description there. And you could put out ads on Indeed, you could put out ads on Zip Recruiter, you can go into Facebook groups. Um research salaries you know obviously you can do salary plus commission um, but that's how you know that's how I started forming our job descriptions when we first started I'm like I don't know how to form a job description I'm gonna google it whatever the role is that I wanted to hire uh, this job description and then I just copy like three or four of one them that I thought looked good and then I'd form it into one that I liked um and that's how I started and that's how we started hiring people and now we have like an hr rep that you know does all that but You know, you don't don't have to overcomplicate it too much. Love it. Love it. All right, guys. So I am going to go ahead and wrap wrap us up um, on the final note here. Effie says virtual assistants and systems are the future. We are in a virtual world. People are working from home more than ever. The, The we're in a global economy now. You can hire people from countries all around the world. So pretty, pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Um but guys, I appreciate you being here. I know Pace and I love Sunday service, and this is like a passion project for us. So we appreciate you guys spending the time with us. And those of you that were at Clever Summit listening in, obviously, you know, appreciate you, you know, going through that and then already hopping on here tonight. We appreciate you so much. Again, if you didn't know, for those that have been hopping in, hopping out, um, Sunday service is sponsored by Batch Leads. And if you want to get 5,000 free records, you can go ahead and follow that link at batchleads.io forward slash Sunday. And we do this every Sunday night, 7 p.m. So if you ever want to uh, you know, put it in your calendar, set it up. We also are on iTunes and on, I think we're on Spotify now too. But you can check us out on there and listen while you're going to work onto um, past episodes. So guys, appreciate you so much. Have an amazing week. Plan your week work your plan, and we will see you next Sunday.